0: from inside Memorial Stadium. This is the Huskers Radio Network Podcast. All Huskers, all the time. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Welcome back into the Huskers Radio Network podcast, another special edition as Dr. Lawrence Chatters is back with us. We had Khalil Jackson on with us last week and we wanted to continue the conversation going as we celebrate Black History Month this month. So we brought in Courtney Wallace from Nebraska softball. And uh, hey, before we dive into it, season is underway. How did it feel last weekend to get it going? Yeah,
1: it felt good to get out there. Uh, We were inside, it was on turf. so. That was a little different, but um, it was nice to get our errors out of the way, get our swings off, get some get some competition, and play someone else besides our teammates.
0: And a big start for you in your first game—you go the distance, get a win. <laughs> uh, how good did that feel? That felt
1: good. Um, I wanted to shut out, but um, <laughs> we'll take the we'll take the run roll.
0: Okay. Well, uh, (laughs) behind you, we lost a football helmet, but yeah, you'll take the win, right? So uh, Dr. Chatters, I'll let you kind of uh, get things going here as uh, we have another awesome conversation ahead.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So Courtney, thank you for taking time uh, to come visit with us this week. I know you have a big trip coming up to New Mexico this Mm -hmm. week. And again, the season's in full swing love watching your team just you know come together and and overcome adversity. Today we're going to focus on a little bit more on your journey um, as a black woman and you know I really have been asking questions of our student-athletes about you know really in their respective sport where there's not potentially a lot of diversity that aligns with their cultural background what that is like for them to be in that sport if there's not a lot of that cultural alignment and so maybe we'll just start there for you growing up Being that you know you grew up playing softball, what was it like for you being one of the only um, you know little black girls playing softball growing up?
1: Yeah, I think when I was younger, um, I realized like I noticed that there wasn't many black girls playing softball, but it wasn't hadn't really clicked yet. And then the older I got, I was like, oh, they're really like the number for the NCAA. I think it was like three percent my freshman year when I got here, like maybe three point seven. But it wasn't as weird. I think when I was younger, I grew up in Omaha, so I went to a predominantly black elementary school until I transferred to go to Papio. So um, I had, no like, the rec team that I played for, there was a lot of mixed girls or other people of color until I um, started playing more competitively, and then that's when it started to dwindle down.
2: So as you think back on that journey, you know, you said that, gosh, you saw that there just weren't many people that specifically look like you from a cultural perspective. I mean, how did that impact you while you were going through all of your development and, you know, really becoming the great pitcher that you are now? was that? Because I think maybe there's even less at the pitcher position, I mm-hmm. would imagine. But so talk to me a little bit about what kind of impact that had on you going through and not seeing other people in that sport, you know, that uh, that, you know, represented a culture like yours.
1: Yeah, so. When I um, first started, I actually wasn't even a pitcher. I played shortstop. So there were, like watching college softball as a kid, there were a lot of black athletes, but they were in the outfield or they were shortstops. You've never seen a lot of black girls on the mound besides um, I knew of Peaches James, who also played here at Nebraska and we went to the same high school. Um, So I didn't even pitch. It wasn't even something really I looked at. My biggest like inspiration was Natasha Wally and she was a shortstop and she played at UCLA. So that's someone that I always watched growing up. and try to like model my game after when I was younger until I became a pitcher. And then it was like, oh, I don't even know who to who to look at, who do I look up to. I felt like my uh support system was very small. Like it was just my family mm-hmm. because I don't I don't think anyone understood or like I couldn't really explain to anyone how I felt in these situations mm-hmm. um besides my family because there were no other there were no other black girls. Um I think like uh the older I got and things started to happen, for example, George Floyd, I felt like so small in those moments because mm-hmm. there was no one else like there was no one else who understood what i was going through so that was hard um, mm-hmm. and i was 20 years old at that time so
2: right so the situation you're talking about is a recent situation where again you know there are things that happen in the the greater country and also the world that have a different type of impact on mm-hmm. people of color in that that trauma is vicariously experienced by people in the community, right? Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like you were experiencing some of that trauma and didn't necessarily feel like there were other people who were having that same experience on your team. And one of the reasons is that there was just not a lot of diversity on your team or any, right?
1: Yep. yep. Before uh, my transferred here, I was the only person, um, besides my freshman year, we had an outfielder, Olivia Simmons, who I played with, because I didn't play with uh, Kiki Stokes or Donna Tyson. I didn't play with those girls. But um, I think it was just – hard because I felt like I had to be the poster child on my team. Mm -hmm. I felt like I had to explain things to people and I didn't want to, I mean, obviously I was affected. I have a brother, you know, I have a dad, a dad in my life. I have two brothers actually. Um, so that was tough on me. Like that was a, a hard time in my career.
2: Yeah. And you know, I think for, for our listeners, I want them to understand that as much as we have our student athletes that come here and compete, that doesn't necessarily diminish in any way, shape, or form who they are as a person from a cultural perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So just because you're playing softball for Nebraska and a part of the team here doesn't diminish the fact that you are also a black woman in this country. And Mm -hmm. all the different things that, you know, people that look like you have experienced or are experiencing, uh, it has an impact on you, right? Mm -hmm. And it could potentially impact the way that you play, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, I think in you giving this example of, you know, the summer of 2020 when all those things were happening – Um, When you look back on it now, uh, how do you feel like you could have gotten more support at that point in time just from maybe your team or even some people listening as they may have some people in their lives that might be different from them? How can they provide support for those individuals?
1: I think it's hard um, trying to advocate for yourself sometimes. I think it's hard trying to advocate to other people who don't understand. Um, Really what I could say is just keep speaking up like keep trying to um, advocate and educate yourself. Really, that's, I mean, I had trouble with it too uh, for a long time and and it may not be that they vocally are saying, hey, I don't agree with you, Mm -hmm. but not saying anything at all is enough too. So that's where I was in a situation where it was like no one was saying anything. So it felt like I was just harping on it and harping on it and harping on it. And that's emotionally draining too. Because now we're about to go in a season and I'm, now I'm emotionally drained. I so see. I think just get out what you can. And I told my teammates, like, if you have questions and you want to come to me, like, please do. But mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out of my way to send you links, to send you articles. I don't feel that it's my job to have to do that. But I if see. you want to come talk to me, 100% open to conversation. Right. So that was that's what I did. And I felt a lot of weight off my shoulders after I did that.
2: That's awesome. So what I hear you saying is that people should educate themselves, right? Mm -hmm. They shouldn't expect that person in their life that happens to be different from them to be the person that always has to bring up the issue or, Mm -hmm. you know, really only ask that person questions, but they can educate themselves, yep. right? And so talk to me a little bit about what, is, what, is, what do opportunities like this mean to you where we as an athletic department do celebrate black history, do try to highlight voices and create initiatives around lifting up and helping people understand and raise awareness about other people's experiences. What does that mean to you? Yeah,
1: I think it's awesome. There are um, obviously some sports where there may be only one black person on your team or, um, you know, diversity is very limited but there are other sports like football, basketball, where there are a lot and they have people around them that can support them and um, be in their corner. And I think it shines light on those smaller sports or those smaller demographic teams. And it's um it's very helpful. I'm, I'm happy to be here to talk about this with you guys. So uh, I just want to thank you for that.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome to hear your story and your journey. And I just wanted to take a moment to just You know, you and I have had a chance to talk a little bit about your upbringing and just kind of, you know, some of the things that you saw growing up that really provided you with inspiration. What was it like for you to kind of know that you went to the same school as one of our Husker greats here, who also happens to be a black woman pitcher, Peaches James, who was here during my time here at Nebraska? and. It's just an amazing young, yeah. you know, woman, and what was it like for you to go to that school, and what did her representation mean to you as a young black girl playing softball and not seeing many people that look like you?
1: Yeah, um, I actually didn't really know Peaches for a long time. I just kind of always heard about Peaches, and, oh, Peach did this, and Peach did that, and I didn't really know her until one day we finally got in contact with each other, and when I was younger, I took lessons from her, um, and she would help me with hitting and pitching. And um, now we're like, we text each other, you know, we're, I feel like we're pretty good friends. Um, I think at the same time though, it was hard because I was the next black girl after her. So I felt like I was always compared mm, and we I were see. different people I see. or different athletes. So that was hard, like trying to almost live in the shadow. Mm-hmm. So I had, kind of had to make a name for my, I had to make a name for myself, but She's great inspiration, and i love I love talking with her any chance that I can get
0: Courtney. What was it like for you to see Odyssey Alexander do what she did at the Women's College World Series last year and and just how many people were paying attention to to what she was doing with James Madison?
1: Yeah, that was so inspiring, and I don't think just for people my age, but even kids under us like that's amazing and I'm actually in this group on Facebook, it's called Black Girls Play Softball, and there were so many so many kids on there they uh, went got t-shirts and wore her jerseys and that was that was just awesome what she did and I I was very happy for her
0: why do you think because you know I was looking up some of the numbers and last year when she was playing only about eight percent of of collegiate uh division one players were uh black females and then uh, less than that were pitchers Mm -hmm. why do you think pitching that position has not been something you said it that you didn't even know people you didn't even have someone to look up to in that position when you were first started pitching why do you think that is
1: yeah I kind of think it goes a little bit with the stereotype of just black people are athletes you know black they're, they're athletes and we're going to put you in positions such as outfield or shortstop where you can be athletic and I think sometimes pitching can get um covered up by like mechanics or very robotic and that's not, that's not what um, I saw when I looked at pitching. So for me, I feel like I can be an athlete on the mound. I can go get balls. I can still hit. I can do what I want to do, and I can be myself on the mound. And that's what's something that drew me to it. Plus, I, I like being in control of things, and I'm in control somewhat of my situations when I'm on the mound. So I think sometimes it just goes back to stereotypes a little bit or um, – Pre-assumed consumptions, really, but I'm not. I'm happy that I stuck with pitching. There's been plenty of times where I wanted to quit and didn't feel like I was good enough, or this or that, and I'm I'm happy that I've stuck with it and been able to inspire other girls.
0: How did you get into it? I mean, if you were yeah. playing shortstop and
1: <laughs> yeah. then you just uh, all of a
0: sudden were in the circle one day. Yeah. So
1: our when I was in rec ball, our pitcher got hurt, and it was when we were like it was fast pitch, but my dad would not let me throw fast pitch, so I'm still on the mound throwing like underhand slow toss he would just like I don't want you to hurt your arm I'm like no just toss it in and then one day he was just like okay we're gonna watch these videos so I would watch Monica Abbott Jenny Finch and I would sit at the computer and I, my dad pretty much taught me how to pitch through videos and then we just started doing it and here I am wow Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah how did you realize that that could provide an avenue for yeah. you to get to to have a college education to get a scholarship
1: yeah see, even when I got to high school uh pitching wasn't wasn't really where I was like, okay, I'm going to get a scholarship and go to college to pitch. It was still kind of like, okay, I might play outfield. I feel like I'm fast. I can still do whatever they need me to do um, until I went to a camp and the coaches were there and they were interested in me to pitch. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe I should take this, you know, a little more serious. And still then I think I was just athletic enough to do it. I don't think I had fell in love with it like I am now. So um, I just kept working on it, and I guess I got pretty good. <laughs> I'd say so,
0: what's it like for you to now be? You talked about Peaches James, and mm-hmm. and how big of a um, you know role model she was, and now you're that you're mm-hmm. that role model. And what is it like for you to be in that position to have this kind of platform where maybe there's a young girl that's from your high school or your mm-hmm. elementary that's looking up and watching you do what you're doing? Yeah, I
1: still try to. it still doesn't feel you know like it sometimes. But I, I just try to be myself honestly. Um, I mean, if people I always say if people ever wanted to DM me or reach out, like I'm 100% open to conversation with uh, younger girls and um, I mean I don't know. Sometimes it I feel like I'm living in a dream. Like it doesn't. I'm just like here, you know. Like I haven't really noticed it. Like I notice the impact sometimes, obviously through social media, but it doesn't feel real. So I'm kind of just living it day by day and taking it, yeah, taking it a day at a time. How do we continue to grow it for young black women yeah. softball? Yeah. I think a lot of it is um, exposure or coaching. Um, like Kiki Stokes and MJ Knight and those coaches, mm-hmm. they have an impact in the game. And I I don't know if they realize it, but knowing that there's a black coach, even the coach at uh, North Carolina, there's uh, black women coaching in athletics that's inspiring for those girls to be like, I want to play for her, you know. So I think just getting more coaches involved, um, getting word out. I know like camps, even things like the red carpet experience, that is so helpful to kids and um, it impacts them hugely. So I think that stuff like that is great, is really great.
2: That's so awesome. It's it's great to hear you talk about, you know, really what you feel your legacy is going to be is just being in that space and being able to – inspire the next generation of uh you know softball players coming up talk to me just a little bit about what made you choose Nebraska Mm -hmm. you know and you you kind of talked a little bit about that beginning of your recruiting journey but what was it about Nebraska that really attracted you to this place
1: yeah so when I grew up I played with five six maybe six girls that all came here uh we were all teammates since we've been 16 so it was like okay my friends are going there you know you're you're 16 you're like oh my friends are going to college there like this is gonna be so fun but when I got here um it was all about softball that's how I was until my freshman year and I was like okay I have to figure out who I am outside of softball softball is you know a part of me it's not who I am and that's when I really got into my academics I'm like oh there are so many great things to offer besides sports here um and so that was another big that was a big thing for my parents too i mean i'm 45 minutes away Mm -hmm. Um, if i need them i call them they're on their way so that's always good and um, i wanted to be closer to like my nieces and nephews and my brother he was younger at the time so just being um close to home really being having people that i knew and that i was comfortable around the coaches obviously made it easy too so those those were the things that uh, I chose Nebraska.
0: Were you that little girl in the stands? Did you come to Nebraska? You mentioned the red carpet experience. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I grew up, we've talked about this, that I grew up, my dad took me to games. And you see just at basketball games, how many little girls were. Mm-hmm. Were you
1: that little girl that fell in love with Nebraska softball? Or I, I actually wasn't. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. I wasn't. <laughs> my whole life, I was like, oh, I'm going to go to California, because my, my dad's family's from L.A., so we were gonna, oh, we're gonna move back to California, and then it just kinda happened, you know? I guess God puts you where he wants you to be, so mm-hmm. here I am, but no, I actually didn't go to a lot of, we watched it on TV, we like, a watch Husker football, but I never went to a game or anything like that, no.
0: You talked about just the exposure and last year, Women's College World Series, mm-hmm. we've talked about this with Coach Ravel, just that shattered the, the records, and people are watching college mm-hmm. softball, but mm-hmm. how important is it to continue to put softball on TV and to continue to um, give you guys the exposure and the coverage to continue to to grow this game.
1: Yeah, um, exposure is so important. I think, you know, June is like the month of College World Series, whether it's softball or baseball, and people are always watching on TV, and it's important to get those games on TV. It not only helps with revenue, but just exposure for women to be on TV Mm -hmm. and to put their names out there. that helps so much to for little girls to watch, and even adults or jobs, things like that. That it's so important for um, us to get exposure on women's sports, really.
0: Because it, it's like it, you know not everybody can come out to a game mm-hmm. or maybe there's a little girl in California that yep. is a fan of yours but they you know aren't coming to a game but they they can see you on TV it just yep. it helps you relate to an athlete yep. I feel like and then you want to tune yeah. in every time and yeah I I'm I am a huge advocate of that I think it needs to continue yeah. and obviously people are watching it I yeah. mean it's it's a fun game to watch and the the numbers speak for themselves yes
1: exactly yeah go ahead
2: well so you know as you think about uh this year and uh just kind of what's ahead of you all in the team can you talk a little bit about what some of your goals are for this year
1: yeah our goal is to get to postseason um win big tens our goals have been very clear um I think this is the clearest they've been since I've been here I feel like everyone's on the same page everyone's connecting very well obviously we've had some COVID things happen which is not it's very unfortunate but you know every championship team doesn't win without adversity so mm-hmm. we're just going to keep pushing through it and um keep winning we have uh, a lot of goals we've read the book The Carpenter by John Gordon and you know we're we're very small too there's only 16 of us so we've had a lot of time to mesh together and get to know each other on and off the field so we're excited I'm ready to I'm ready to compete and just prove to Husker Nation that you know Husker softball is coming back
2: that's awesome. And you're a captain this year, right? yeah. So congratulations Thank on you. that. That's awesome. Three pitchers as yes. captains this year, First, right? I
1: think this is the first time they said in a long time. Wow. Wow. They usually don't just because the amount of stress we're always under, the yes. like pressure we put on ourselves. But, yeah, it's worked out very well.
2: It's awesome. It speaks a lot to your character and your commitment and discipline and everything that you do. So, yeah, I mean, I, I just – I don't know, Courtney. I mean, it's it's just been neat to – get a chance to talk to you, uh, hear a little bit about your journey, Mm -hmm. some of the things that really inspire you and even hear about the legacy that you'd like to leave for that next generation. Anything else that, you know, you kind of wanted to talk about is black history month. We have a few more days left in this month Mm -hmm. and we're just really, you know, trying to celebrate as much as we can. Um, any other things that you'd want to tell, you know, our fan base about, you know, their support and everything that they provide for your program.
1: Um, just keep supporting I mean it's it's really all you can do um you know I'm excited to celebrate Black History Month for the rest of the the rest of the short month but um it's important to celebrate it it's important to ask questions it's important to educate yourself and understand what this month means to black people so that's exci- it's exciting it's exciting
0: well awesome. I got one final thing you mentioned mm-hmm. MJ and Kiki is yeah. coaching
1: in your future yes. yes I um that's that's my plan right now is to GA somewhere um if not, I, I just want to be involved in sports, maybe work SID or marketing somehow. So I'm getting my master's in higher educational administration next year. So
0: You're going to be fantastic at whatever you, you want you. to do. But you just mentioned the the importance of having, you mm-hmm. know, black women in coaching and, and leadership roles. I
1: feel yep. like that'd be awesome if, yes. you, if that was your path. Yes, uh, hopefully it is. Hopefully everything works out the way it's supposed to work out, so.
0: All right, why, why do Husker fans need to come out? I mean, I think we're, we'll probably be posting this. It'll be leading into your home opener. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are here, what, in a couple of weeks? March
1: 3rd through the 5th, I think.
0: Okay, so it'll be yep. a, about a week before. So why do fans need to come and, and pack the stands for you guys?
1: Yeah, we're, I think we're going to be very, we're very energetic on the field. You know, we're going to compete our butts off, and we're going to win some games. So just it, I think it's important to come out and watch softball. Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun.
0: Well, Courtney, we appreciate your time. Uh, Best of luck. Can't wait to uh, continue to watch you uh, this season and and this team. And Dr. Chatters, as always, appreciate you uh, joining us as well.
2: Thank you. Thank you.